0: A recent essay on the Mises Wire triggered quite a bit of discussion among a group of Austrian school economists. Paul H. Kupik and Alex J. Pollux who owns Federal Reserve Losses and how will they impact monetary policy? Became the focal point for a wide-ranging discussion of monetary issues that got to the heart of our monetary and overall economic future. The Fed cannot go bankrupt. The article itself is a fairly straightforward explanation of how the Fed works, and provides several options that the Fed might pursue in a rising interest rate environment. The authors contend that the Fed has intervened itself into a corner, where losses probably will increase as the Fed raises rates. David Houghton opined that this might not happen, as the Fed will roll over its mostly short-term, low-yielding investments into higher-earning assets, which will tend to protect its net interest income and provide an operating profit. Furthermore, the Fed is not required to mark its low-yielding investments to market. Were it required to do so, the Fed's true financial weakness would be revealed. The Fed ignores the rule of law. But what can or will be done about it? Early in their essay, Kupik and Pollock conclude that nothing will be done, despite the provisions of the law that created the Fed over 100 years ago. The losses will not go away, they simply will be transferred to the unwitting public through loss of purchasing power. Per Kupik and Pollock. Greater than innovations in accounting policies adopted by the Federal Reserve Board in 2011 suggests that the Board intends to ignore the law and monetize Federal Reserve losses, thereby transferring them indirectly through inflation to anyone holding Federal Reserve notes, dollar-denominated cash balances and fixed-rate assets. The innovation in accounting policies centers around the Fed's newly minted deferred asset account, to which underwater assets will be transferred. Per Cupik and Pollock. Greater than today, The Federal Reserve Board's official position is that, should it face operating losses, it would not reduce its book capital surplus, but instead would just create the money needed to meet operating expenses and offset the newly printed money by creating an imaginary deferred asset, Section 11.96, on its balance sheet. If the Fed were subject to the rule of law, either it would have stopped money printing years ago or its creditors would have forced it to close its doors. Yet the rule of law is completely ignored. Per Cupik and Pollock. Greater than the Federal Reserve Board's proposed treatment of system operating losses is wildly inconsistent with the treatment prescribed by the Federal Reserve Act. The Keynesians running our economic life may be reassured that the Fed cannot fail in a technical sense, but the public should be appalled. The continual monetization of the federal budget threatens the complete loss of the dollar's purchasing power, to wit, a Weimar Republic-style catastrophe. Unlawful monetary debasement causes capital destruction. Today's monetary leaders fail to understand the true nature of money and, therefore, cannot conceive that there are real consequences to their outlandish irresponsibility in monetizing government debt and brazenly dismissing the rule of law. As the facilitator of monetary debasement, borne by the general public, the Fed fosters the destruction of societal capital. The federal government does not have to answer to the law nor the public for its irresponsible and destructive spending. The purpose of insolvency is to force an institution, whether public or private, to stop destroying capital. Austrian school economists understand that capital must be created by hard work, innovation, frugality, and, most of all, savings. The market allocates scarce capital to those enterprises that create things worth more than those scarce inputs. The solution is a return to sound money. In 1953 Ludwig von Mises added a relatively short final chapter to his 1913 masterpiece The Theory of Money and Credit. Chapter 3 of Part 4 is titled The Return to Sound Money. It is as relevant today as it was almost 70 years ago. Mises explains how the U.S. in particular could anchor the dollar to its gold reserves. The Fed would be eliminated and replaced by little more than a board that would monitor all dollars to make sure they are backed 100% by gold. Mises was a master in presenting what self serving Keynesian scholars try to hide in a fog of deception, i.e., that money can and should be subject to the rule of law, as are all other economic goods in society. I dare say that there is no single reform that comes closer to fostering peace, freedom, and prosperity than a return to sound money.